0: Hey there, thanks for listening to the Trophy Husbands podcast. Make sure you look us up on Instagram at Trophy Husbands Pod and be sure to send in your recommendations and your requests for our Trophyist Husband competition. Enjoy the episode.
1: oh man (laughs) what is baba ganoush
2: i think a dish
1: like something to eat isn't it like a dip i'm gonna google it right now what is baba ganoush (laughs) the first thing that came up was what is baba yaga um
0: who is baba who is
1: baba yaga um it is a Levantine appetizer consisting of finely chopped roasted eggplant, olive oil, lemon juice, juice, oh my gosh, various seasonings, and tahini. The Middle Eastern version consists of on- onions, tomatoes, or other vegetables. Hmm. That actually sounds amazing.
0: I bet that's exactly what you turned on this podcast to hear. <laughs> <laughs> a detailed explanation of baba ghanoush <laughs> for no reason at all. Oh. <laughs> uh. Welcome uh, back. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> but back to the baba ganoush. I would eat it. I would, would you? too.
2: I don't. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I I've never
1: had eggplant before. It's I made it last night, actually. Oh yeah. I made ratatouille. Um, oh. Whoa. I didn't think it was that good. I don't know. No. Hot take. Did I you like Did it. you
2: go for the like Remy Remy's recipe
0: <laughs> or did you?
1: No, I I found, like, a traditional French recipe on the internet.
0: Oh, well, that explains it. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's it. Tradition is bad, and we should stuff it into garbage, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That's what we're here to talk about today. <laughs> tradition <laughs> is bad.
2: <laughs> Name one good tradition. Uh, My family has so many good ones. Name one, then. Um, Stop stalling. Okay, uh, eggnog, like, not eggnog. Um, we all drink Baileys when we decorate the Christmas tree.
1: Oh, that is a good tradition.
2: Pop-Tarts on birthdays. Um, what else? M- weirdly enough, McFlurries after the Holy Thursday ser- uh, mass. <laughs> is that a lot? Um, we... I think the <laughs> justification behind that <clears throat> was uh was like it's the inti- institution of the Eucharist and the priesthood, so it is something worth celebrating
1: that's true that's true my I family mean, to
0: me all your all your traditions just sound like rampant consumerism <laughs> the biggest brands in the world. that doesn't sound the greatest to me. <laughs> there are a few problems there I
1: was going to say that. The the catechism of the Catholic Church is a good tradition.
0: Yeah. That's that's a pretty good one. <laughs> when yeah. was the catechism written, James?
1: I don't know, the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that sh-
0: that should tell you enough.
2: <laughs> it's been tradition for 50 whole years. I think it's I think it was more the 70s. 50 years. 50 years. I, Bro. I th- I think it was more the 70s. That's why I said 50. Is it The catechism? Is it in, yeah, is it the 90s? I'm like
1: almost certain it's from the 90s. Almost certain.
0: And verdict is 1992. Oh, <laughs> 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 shoot. So 30 years exactly.
1: Oh, that's crazy.
2: History only applies to things that are 20 years old. Apart from that, it's just like,
1: is
0: that a real rule?
1: That's it, a dumb tradition. That's a bad tradition.
2: It, academically, it's not a written rule, but that's just like the standard. Like people just like you don't consider anything that's not 20 years old as history like 9 11 is now like only a year for academics is considered history
0: uh
1: does that mean that we're history
0: so if it's not a current event and it's not history what is it i
2: have no idea but like in terms of like writing papers in a history program which i've been doing like you can't (laughs) (laughs) you can't touch anything that's not 20 years old
1: all
0: right uh so the phrase and the rest is history if the rest tiptoes its way into the past 20 years at all that statement is actually false
2: <laughs> Yeah, that's true. that's true it's i weird. didn't
0: think i needed another reason why your degree was bogus but <laughs> now you've given me
2: one
1: it's, true. it's
2: it's like an attempt to legitimize themselves even more by saying no this isn't history yet you can enter,
0: and we, th- and we and we decide. Yeah, that. you can ah. enter
2: the the histo- historical club once you're 20 years of age. Oh, <laughs> these,
0: these these are the gatekeepers everyone's always talking about.
1: <laughs> the gatekeepers of history.
0: Uh, yeah, they're literally gate. <clears throat> it's already happened. It's history, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Not until we say it is." <laughs> yeah, basically. That's crazy. That's that's ridiculous. Same. You should drop out. I I am so close to ending.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it's about the principle.
1: Yeah. Uh, All right. I concur. (laughs) What's up? Nothing. Keep going.
0: (laughs) He wants you to drop out. Anyway, feel free to move it along to an actual topic.
2: So, I was voted, I think, for the second consecutive week.
0: Cheated his way into... The
2: well, I well, I was thinking about that, and I was like, "How, how, how am I again the trophy trophyest husband? I haven't cleaned Kate's glasses in over a month, and I still made it. <laughs> like, that's just dumb Cause chance."
0: Had- <laughs> oh right, because we had another competition that you won that the people haven't even heard about because I ruined everything.
1: Oh, we, that's true. Yes,
0: that
2: all. Yeah, <laughs> that all depends whether this plays first or if the other plays first.
0: Oh, that's true. We haven't decided that yet. I almost feel
1: like... I feel like we need to rename the episode when it does come out to Joe Ruined Everything.
0: (laughs) That might be a reasonable thing to do.
2: (laughs) If this one plays after James's episode, then we apologize.
0: And if it never
1: plays, I'm happy to stay shrouded in mystery.
0: (laughs) You're the least mysterious person i know you tell everyone <laughs> everything about your life all the time i think that was
1: one of the core <laughs> points of the of the episode that we recorded was that i have no subtlety <laughs> lack of subtlety yeah. uh, which core value. they already
0: know because that episode is already out by the time
2: they <laughs> <sleep with us. laughs> oh man i yeah let's let's jump into it right. um this week this week we're talking about um prayer life we're talking about how uh i don't know like how personal each of our relationships with god are and how personal a relationship with god can be
0: I just want you guys to know that every time Sam has told us what topic it is, he's said it differently. (laughs) And I'm starting to question what we're talking about today. What we said
1: before we started recording was that the inner personality.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah. The inner personality. (laughs) At first you said how individual our relationships with God are. Then you said the interpersonality, which I think is a word you made up. And then this time you start off with, we're talking about prayer. I was like, that's what? (laughs) Well, like, okay. In my defense...
2: As I as I was explaining it to you guys before the episode started, I realized I I'm not describing this very well, <laughs> and then I like took the I took <clears throat> an example of what we could talk about like prayer life, and I just put it at the front by accident.
1: So we're talking about the inside scoop, your relationship with Jesus. Yeah, what's it ours? Like? What's its What's it, the ups and downs? Yeah. yeah.
0: Collectively. We're all over the map today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are off the pack. Um
1: Yeah. That's what that's what the listeners want. <laughs> <laughs> um So I'm going to start <laughs> off by asking you guys a
2: question. Um <clears throat> How is it You guys can answer this in one of two ways. You can answer how do you like uh like what is your most preferred way of god communicating to you or what would be a way that you wish god communicated to
1: you Oh, via fax preferably
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <clears throat> yeah i think in an ideal world god would use a megaphone just always
0: Wow, that would be super loud and quite just, annoying.
1: Actually, Yeah, that would actually be really overstimulating. Um, Imagine
0: he's yelling things to everyone all day, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine you're praying about something super embarrassing in person, <laughs> and, and everyone you live with just hears from a giant megaphone, It's okay, James. Your friends actually like you. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like being called down
2: to the principal's office in high school. Like, everybody's just <laughs> it, like... That's exactly what it's Ooh. like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, yeah, to, to answer your question, um, I really, and I've really, like, journeyed with this one, but I really feel like I hear God in Scripture. And it's, like a, like, a passion of mine to like convince other people that it's possible to hear God in scripture because I know so many people are just like oh the well, scripture is dry and boring and like I get nothing out of it and that's just like I feel like when you actually get into it that's not the reality but if you just like open it to the middle of nowhere with no context and no idea of what's going on then it's just like archaic complicated confusing language but I really feel like entering into the like the story, like it, it's, it's actually a story. You know, like people say all the time, like, oh, it, the Bible's just a bunch of disjointed books, like all thrown in together into one. And it's like, I actually, think that's a disservice to like the explanation of scripture. Like, scripture tells a story. You know what I mean? Um, and that story is like endlessly repeatable and re-applicable to our own experiences, like i find myself walking in the shoes of different biblical characters all the time like i'm like i got laid off that which if that episode before comes out i got laid off like months ago i I have a job now (laughs) but um and i was like unemployed and i didn't know what was gonna go on i was gonna move to another province and i was so confused and i was like i feel like abraham right now where it's like you look back at abraham's story and you're like Wow, that dude like had it all together. Like, what a pro! He was just like he walked with the Lord, and he said yes. And even when God was like knife your kid, he was like, all right. Um,
0: <laughs> and then he didn't. <laughs> and <then> he didn't. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know that story, he did not knife his kid, murder his child.
1: For context, um, uh, but yeah, I'm so breezed I, over that one. A
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of nuance to that story
1: um but i was like yeah i feel like i'm like walking in the shoes of abraham like it's just like i don't know what's going on and maybe when i look back on on like my life i'm gonna be like oh all of these pieces make sense they all fit together but in the moment i was like so lost and like right now i feel like i'm really like walking in the shoes of saint paul it's just like i've come into this community and it's like build the kingdom we're figuring it out just go for it you know (laughs) And there's a lot of, like, faith and reliance on the Holy Spirit. So, anyway, I feel like God really speaks to me that way. Mm,
0: uh, I have a couple questions. Um, Where in the Bible does Abraham get laid off from a tech company? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Genesis
1: 67, verse 3. Okay, okay. I'll check that
0: later. (laughs) Um, uh, Now, some people love opening the Bible and picking random things and... Definitely say that they hear God speaking to them in that, and you are offering a counter method. Uh, one time, I opened it and I read a passage about how Israel was an unfaithful whore, basically, um, and that was hard to deal with and <laughs> and find anything in, frankly. Um, oh my, well, uh, um. So yeah, what uh, what about it going? Yeah. Like piece by piece, and how much do you have to? Okay, this is really one. How much do you have to know to understand this whole story and yeah. and like find meaning in it? Because like mm. I'm pretty good, I think. In the grand scheme of things, I'm probably like a level seven in terms of understanding scripture <clears throat> on my arbitrary scale that I just invented. Um, and sometimes I read it and I'm like, I have no idea what's happening. Right. So how much of this? Mm. how much study have you done how much do you know how much do you need to know so I read this
1: book called Bible Basics for Catholics and you can get the concept in other ways but I think that <coughs> this book explains it better than anything I've ever read before it's like super short the whole thing is written with a fourth grade vocabulary and illustrated with stick figures like it's aimed to be just like as is basic there as one possible
0: with a third grade vocabulary <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a second edition um okay thank you. so anyway it's just like phenomenal and i feel like the piece that you need to get about scripture is covenants and covenant history mm. and if we have a clear understanding of what a covenant is and the major covenants of scripture everything else kind of fills in in that story like so adam to noah to abraham to moses to david to jesus i think i mm. can't remember if i missed any um But those are kind of, like, the major covenants of scripture. If you understand those things, the rest of the story kind of fills in. Yeah.
2: Yeah, when you were talking about, like, the Bible being, like, one continuous story, my nerd side, or sorry, my geek side just came out. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, it's all part of the canon. Like, (laughs) like, I, I think of, like, Star Wars and how they have, like, a bunch of stuff that, like, is canon. Like, it's part of the story. And then they have a bunch of additional, yeah, additional yeah. like movies, TV shows, or or like books that aren't canon, um, and so they're not part of the story. And so the Bible is just like a bunch of these canonical books that are part of this story of covenant, um, yeah. yeah, and relationship between God and His people.
0: What's your favorite Jesus fan fiction? <laughs>
1: no comment <laughs> I, I
0: i have no comment on
2: that <laughs> the chosen <laughs> yeah i guess i guess yeah i mean i like i remember when i was kid i <laughs> it was like a sunday morning and i was having like this big fight with my with my old my eldest brother and um and like I don't know. There's a bunch of different parts of the story. So like we, we were fighting on a Sunday morning and my mom had been telling me as well to be to clean up my room because my room was a mess. And I kind of just like I was fighting with him, went into my room, saw that like my Bible was was kind of just on my desk, not put away. And so I just like took it and tossed it on my bed. And it just like, yeah, I know. Pretty <clears throat> disrespectful but it's just like bounced up and landed open on a page and i was just like all right i'm going to start reading this and it was like, i have like <laughs> what? yeah i don't i don't know what my thought process was really but i just like it sounds like there's a the lot Bible. of angst in this story yeah yeah but anyways it opened up to the page i i like i wish i could tell you off the top of my head what verse it is but it's like do not it says something along the lines of like don't Come before making a sacrifice before reconciling with uh, I don't know it's like before well, you come before you come
1: with your sacrifice make peace with your brother and then return yes that's Something the like one that. that's the one <clears throat> see James Something knows like his bible that's definitely not exactly what it is but that's the, yeah.
2: that's the idea and so it was that one and I was just like well dang like this is pretty loud and clear like what god you want me to do like you want me before mass to reconcile with my brother um and it's just yeah like i in that sense the bible can be used in like little little kind of extra extracts
0: bible roulette yeah.
1: bible <laughs> bible and i don't want to yeah. like rule out. i don't want to like trash talk bible like i know that it's like worked for a lot of people and it's like there's some, been some really powerful experiences i'm just saying i think a lot of the times like that's mm. people's only experience of it they just kind of expect it to be this like book of little helpful tidbits of information which it is it does include those but it's also a story that's how i handle yeah. all
0: my investments i open the bible of three <laughs> random pages pick three random letters and whatever code that is on the stock market that's what i invest in <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, <laughs>
1: okay so joe how does how did do, yeah how does god speak to you or how do you wish that he would speak to you
0: um i find the most consistent way god speaks to me is really i know i shared in my episode of that one time he's was like basically pulled the megaphone move on me um and was just like go to net and i was like oh okay um <laughs> But I feel like the most consistent way that I feel God speaking to me is just like really simply and like through nature of just Mm -hmm. like, I'm a very busy person. Uh, I'm like just always on the go, always have something I need to be doing. And then, you know, it'll just be like, I'll go take a walk and then it's just like and then it just like hits me and i'm just like oh mm. right i don't know just something about like when you're going especially especially in like work from home school virtually um all that stuff and then just getting outside breathing some fresh air and just seeing the world around me and then it mm. and then it's just like yeah. <clears throat> So I don't know if it's God speaking to me necessarily, but just like a reminder of,
2: mm.
0: of, uh, yeah, all all the things that he's about, you know, like the peace yeah. and the stillness and, um, the beauty and everything. Um, mm. I think that would be God's voice. I really wish, though, if I, if I if I could pick any way God spoke to me, I'd say like probably a Palm Pilot, like bring those back, one of the old like <laughs> '90s tablets with email on it. Um, My dad used to have one of those. Yeah, those that would be great. The, I that'd be, that'd be so nostalgic dope. for me. I had a broken one that I would play with as a child. Um, is that like is that like in Bruce Almighty?
1: I think so. Yeah, <laughs> is that what he does? I've never seen Bruce where All he Almighty. just like <clears throat> I don't know.
2: Okay, where he just like he he basically like sends emails to people.
0: Oh, and like that's yes, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's what I'm hoping for, though. Yeah, because <laughs> in Bruce Almighty, that is, I've seen a clip of it. He just like says yes to everything. Yeah, So I yeah, think exactly. that's the key. If you can get God's email, you're good. You're locked in. There you go. Mm. Or Jim Carrey. I think actually Joe,
1: like back back to your point. Um I have this like really nice like hiking trail right like literally a minute walk from my front door um along this creek. And I've just been it's just been really nice the last couple of days. So I've been like going out in morning and I like listen to I've been listening to the Bible in air podcast mm-hmm. and just like go for a walk and the sun is shining and it's beautiful out and yeah, it yeah, definitely god is present yeah it's
0: cool because i think uh and maybe while scripture might be more accessible than i think we tend to think james maybe it, it also could just be a particular like gift of yours for understanding yeah and yeah i i do love just the simplicity of it like you can't mess up going for a walk you know yeah like there's nothing to do which i think is another reason why i find it probably so impactful is that it's one of the times in my day or when i'm not doing something i'm just walking i'm I'm just out um and so the simplicity of it is is great and it's like well if that if this brings you into like an awareness of god or like like just just a reminder um and just to be there and you know maybe i pray maybe i meditate or or something but the simplicity of it is great it's like i'm not missing something i'm not failing to connect the dots in a story it's just like just vibing you know
2: yeah yeah how about you sam yeah i've been giving it sorry i've been giving it some thought and uh yeah, the way that God communicates the most to me is just like it's just through reading kind of spiritual books um and just like making like through knowledge basically. As I as I read knowledge about the faith, I'm just like, "Wow, this is so cool." And that's how like that that really sparks interest in my prayer life. Um, but so that's how I, that's how I like, I don't know. Um, that's how like, that's how I like that God communicates to me is through those books. Like, um, I've, I read a book, um, that's called Jesus, the bridegroom. And it basically like in, in the new Testament, Jesus says that he is the bridegroom like once, and then, so what this book, what this author did is that he took that, like, one statement that he did and just gave all the context that you needed to understand it. Gosh, you're such well. a history major. <laughs> and, and like, and that for me was just, like, so incredible. And it, like, transformed the way that I relate to Jesus in that I see him now as my bridegroom, as, as the one that, like, my soul wants. Mm-hmm. Um and then but then realistically the way that God communicates to me is just through like the mishaps of life. Like just like <clears throat> I <laughs> I like I was having a hard time trusting God with finances and then all of a sudden I'm I might have even said this story on the podcast. I don't, I don't so. even know if No, uh, okay. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> So, I was having a hard time trusting God with finances. It was the, the summer that COVID started. So, CERB, CERB was in full effect. CERB is uh, a program where the government would give you money um, because COVID had shut down so many jobs. And so, the government would give you money to, to survive, basically. The stimmy. Or... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the stimulus check. Um yeah. And so I, I had been, like, all summer I was collecting it. And then at the end, they are like, oh, you were never allowed to actually collect this. And so I had $14,000 that I have got, got from them that they were like, oh, actually, you, you weren't allowed to take any of it. You'll have to give all of it back.
0: And so I had Oof. to, like,
2: defend why I, uh, why I, like, all the criteria, like, Whoa.
0: applied to me. Sam, you commit fraud? i didn't i did not (laughs) i just need Um, to say it so we can have it as a potential episode title carry on (laughs) (laughs) that's
2: that's true that's true um and so and so um yeah i had to defend why i was allowed to keep this and this whole process of me defending like how i was how like i was applicable took like about two months but during that two month period Like $13,000 gets taken out, like e-transferred out of my account. And I'm just like, I'm sitting there at brunch one day and I get this notification that my security phone number has changed. So I'm like, that's weird. So I open my bank account and I see $13,000 just transferred out of my account. And I'm just like freaking out. Because especially if I owe $14,000, <laughs> that $13,000 comes quite in clutch. <laughs> um, so, so like, I change my password right away. I call the bank. Um, and then a week later, I get all my money back. So, I get the $13,000 back. And I'm like, okay, this is good. <clears throat> this is one problem down. And then, like, two days later, I finally get the no- notification that, like, oh, no just kidding you apply you you do um you do like qualify to collect serb and so that was just like god's way of like like do you trust me with your money and with like all that you have basically because if i lost those two things i would have been like i yeah i would have been in a lot of debt Mm -hmm. and it would have been like my livelihood at that point so it's just God seeing and and helping me to trust in Him in virtually all aspects of my life mm-hmm. through that one incident.
0: Yeah. So, like, if you take anything away from that story, <clears throat> if you need twenty seven thousand dollars in one week, <sighs> Jesus is the answer, <laughs> and He will prosper you financially. And if you wanted to give some of us to uh, some of that to us. You know, as the ones who pointed you in this direction, uh, we would <laughs> gladly take it. Joe preaches the
1: prosperity uh, gospel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. I
2: yeah. When I, when I had this episode in mind, I was also thinking about like how God God works differently in each of our lives, and sometimes like sometimes I I look at the saints and I'm like. Like, God does not work in my life mm. the way that He does in their lives. Oh my gosh. Like, Can I
1: just hijack yeah. that for two seconds? Yeah, <clears throat> dude, go for that's it. That's such a thing that drives me nuts. <laughs> mm. <laughs> like, St. Teresa Viziu, I think, is a beautiful, holy witness. Mm-hmm. Such a, such a, like, incredible, incredible lady. Um, and the number of times that I've heard it preached to me, like Saint Teresa was you, was like a quiet, melancholic, like super deep <coughs> in her feelings, blah, blah blah. So it's okay if that's where you are, and it's okay if you just want to go to a convent and pray for people for the rest of your life. And I'm like, correct. But that is, like, I feel like, personality-wise, I am so opposite mm. of St. Teresa of Lisieux, yeah. And I don't feel like God moves in my life the way that he moved in hers. I, like, mm. she's, a, like, a patron saint of, like, Maria and I, like, in our marriage. Like, she's, like, not Like, I love St. Teresa of Lisieux, don't get me wrong. But I'm just, like... I don't relate. You know what I mean? To yeah, the, like... She's
0: low-key the worst. And like, again, no disrespect. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting married on her feast day. Not that she's the worst, but people use her as an example, I think poorly because they're like, mm. yeah, I, yeah. I
1: think that's the more the, that's the bigger thing. She's it's not.
0: The, the one who was like, just do little things with great love. Also like had incredible spiritual experiences like for the vast majority of her life and is mm. kind of clearly just super different from all of us but they're like, but she's really normal <laughs> I'm like she's really not actually like <laughs> and I just yeah. like,
1: and I, I also know I know that there are people in my life who really relate to Saint Teresa of Lisieux, and that's mm-hmm. awesome, like if you're able to like hardcore relate to a saint and that like helps you um, frame your spiritual life, like that's super cool I just don't think that, like, when we read about a saint's life, we need to, like, instantly apply that to our own and be like, all right, that's how I got to do it. Like, I think of yeah. another one that drives me crazy is, like, people say, um, oh, like, Mother Teresa experienced spiritual desolation for, like, 40 years. So it's okay if you're experiencing, like, dryness in prayer. And something we something we don't talk about is that she actually really didn't want people to know that because that's mm. not normal. Um, yeah. And the, and she experienced that, and like God worked powerfully in her life through that, and that was obviously like a means of sanctification for her. That was really important. But um, you can't just like apply that to your whole life and be like, okay, well, I don't pray and God never speaks to me, but it happened to Mother Teresa, so it's okay. You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? like people, <laughs> I think
2: I think people also confuse desolation and dryness so much, and oh my it gosh, like, yes. it sucks. Like they think that. Being like, I don't know, they think that they're just like having a tough time focusing in prayer, that that means that they're in desolation when really they're just like in a constant state of listening to something in the way uh, by Nirvana and just like bringing <laughs> broodiness on themselves in prayer. When it's like, yeah, sometimes dryness, all it takes is like extra effort to like what? boost you out of it.
1: Or even just, like, change it up. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've just been to dryness before. I'm like, I just need to try something different. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I was trying to make a Desolation of Smog joke. And then I was like, I don't know. Is this too much of a left turn? And then you went Nirvana. Just no hesitation. (laughs) Uh,
1: That song is so great. Uh. But anyway, yeah. So all, all that to say like the saints are so <laughs> wonderful for helping like un- like looking at the lives of the saints and like finding mm. things that we can draw but like the lives of the saints are not scripture they're not sacred tradition yeah. you don't yeah. need to apply everything that happened in one saint's life to yours right yeah. and i think that that's m- the the big point that i'm trying mm. to make anyway you were making another point as i before i hijacked it well,
2: I, well that was, that was exactly it like <clears throat> like you you just you just explained basically the point that I was making in that like like some people just have like a talent and a gift for um, ministry to the poor like and the church does teach that like yeah like and Jesus himself tells us like yeah serve the poor but like is it every single person's calling to be like Mother Teresa I don't think so. Like, I think she has, like, a particular calling that she was able to serve yeah. in
0: the way that she did. Hey, God calls some of us to be ballers, man. That's just how it goes. <laughs> hey, like, I, I, don't, I don't know. 27 grand, my boy. He's Damn. calling no, I can't. you you're... to financial prosperity. <laughs>
2: you're, you're not understanding that, like, I had $14,000, 13 taken out and then 13 given back which it, 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 it does not important. add up to $27,000. <laughs> it, $27, uh,
1: it
0: sounds like to me you owed 27,000 and then you were back at zero. That's an increase of 27,000.
1: I don't understand in, math. Can we move on? In a
2: <laughs> hypothetical way,
1: $27,000 were moved around. That's it. The amount of out of context in this episode is actually astonishing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I feel like feel like that's good.
2: Yeah, yeah. God, basically, God works in different
0: ways. Yeah, some of yeah, us man. He speaks to in Scripture. Some of us He speaks to in
2: megaphones. In, in
0: having many thousands of dollars transferred into our <laughs> bank accounts. <laughs> It's different for each of us. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, so let's move on to the next. <laughs> Let's move on to the next segment. Uh, who wants to kick us off?
0: Sam, tell us something that didn't happen within the last twenty years.
2: Um, yeah. I was I, so I'm actually writing this essay right now. You guys are probably tuning. But um, I'm, it's not it's not so much of a historical fact, but it's a video that I want you guys to check out if you have the time. It's so basically during the Cold War, the United States government, American government published these <clears throat> commercials that like really meant to portray the USSR as the enemy and so, this, this funny commercial call is it's called Peace Little Girl, um, otherwise known as, like, the daisy commercial, if you look it up on YouTube. Basically, it starts off, and it's this little girl in a, in a field, counting the petals off of a daisy, and she's, like, counting up to ten, and then she reaches ten, and then on this loud voice, it goes, Ten! Nine, eight, and it counts down to zero, as it zooms into the little girl's eye, and a nuclear bomb just goes off. Oh my gosh! (laughs) This is the funniest commercial because it's just so random, and it has like, it's such a political commercial, just with with no context. Like, why do you have a little girl counting daisy daisy petals? anyways check that video out (laughs) it is more than 20 years old so it
0: is we'll put it in the show notes maybe that sounds like the uh do you guys remember the the splode advertisements it was like a 2000s commercial these people are bungee jumping off a bridge and there's like these three cans of splode soda at the bottom and so they they bungee jump down grab a can and they crack it open while they're coming back up and they like spray it in their face and everyone's having lots of fun. And then the third person goes, opens the can, and it just explodes and kills them. What? <laughs> and they're like... And it was like... I think it, the tagline was like, only one activity kills a third of the people who participate in it. And then it was like, don't smoke. <laughs> it's <laughs> wild. What? We were watching... Um, I feel like we watched... Sam, <laughs> did it not come on when we were... Oh no! We watched uh, the man from Uncle recently. I borrowed some DVD, and we watched it. And that commercial came on, and I knew it very well from my childhood, but it was fresh for some wow. people. And that is it was—it's a fantastic commercial. We should wow, link wild. that one too because it's—it's fun. Yeah. I know it just ruined. Right. I mean, we ruined both of them, but watch them because they sound yeah. fun.
2: All it's, right. Yeah. <coughs> no. Yeah. Please watch both of them because they're just yeah they're both hilarious
1: all right all right so um i i read an article (laughs) you did (laughs) this one's from the national post um good i was gonna
0: say you need to switch it up soon because soon this is gonna become a atlantic fanboy segment
1: (laughs) 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 yeah so this is from the national post which i like because they just have really fresh takes on canadian journalism if you're into that um and i don't want to get overly political but it was talking about it was about the leadership race for the lead, the new leader of the conservative party and it was talking about one of the candidates pierre polivier i don't know if i said that right um but yeah he's he's running for leadership leadership of the conservative party and um his rallies are like they like thousands of people show up to him like they're huge yeah and um basically yeah. the article was like it doesn't make sense cuz he's kind of boring like he's kind of a dull <laughs> uninteresting guy yo
0: yeah people love him for some reason
1: people love him and it was just like why and it was basically like for so long our politics have been centered around like basically celebrity like i remember it was a mm. meme like when Trudeau got elected, it was like, oh, Trudeau got elected because of his haircut and he looks good walking up an escalator. Um, and so it's like it's uh, like in in a lot of ways a popularity contest. And um, people are tired of of that and like of the instability that I think comes with that. They don't want politicians who are also TikTok stars. They just want a politician <laughs> who is. Plain and gonna get the job done, and not. Did you be just in the news. single out Jack? <laughs> oh, he did. He came he, for he it. for him. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm not trying to get overly political, but I, I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and and um, like I, I was reading about like graphic design design trends for 2022 because that's the thing that I do, um, and it was basically saying the same thing. It was like there's been so much like mm. political social instability over the last couple of years. People, what people want is like serif fonts and neutral colors and stuff that just is going to like remind people of stability they and simplicity. Sarah
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know he's a celebrity, yeah. but he's a boring celebrity
1: and that's who I'm voting for <laughs> so anyway, just thought that was an interesting interesting take on Canadian politics mm.
0: Thanks for not getting too political, James. I will take this time to remind everyone that the Conservative Party is the only party that lines up with Christian values, and you have to vote for them. Okay. Oh, gosh. Oh, I'll also remind oh, everyone that you rarely can take what I say seriously, and that is not an endorsement <laughs> yeah. of anyone except I was for Michael. Say, Sarah. Can we redact that? <laughs> vote Michael Sarah is what I'm trying to say. Vote, vote Michael. That's Sarah. what I'm trying to say. I love it. No shade on anyone. Except if they're not Michael Sarah, I will throw shade at them. Vote for Michael Sarah. Um, okay. For mine, <coughs> um, uh, this is an album that came out like this Friday. Like today, we're recording this. It came out last Friday, on the 8th. Um, it's called Chloe. It's got uh, the two dots over the E. It's called uh, like a uvula or something like that uh Chloe and the next I don't know what it's called I just I just know if you googled it it would sound something like that It's oh, called Chloe Father and John the, Misty Chloe and the Next 20th Century by Father John Misty This dude used to be in Fleet Foxes who is a great um folk band and this sounds nothing like that at all It was incredibly jarring to me in a fun way It's really old-timey like if you mm. play it the first track is Chloe with the two dots um, and it's it's, it's like old-timey trumpets And it sounds like you're sitting in a bar During the Prohibition Like, I I was very mm. surprised But I, I just thought it was really cool I thought it was really well done uh, Throwback to a lot of old styles um, In the last song, which is The Next 20th Century um, I actually won't say Because I was surprised by what happened And I loved it But that's a great song as well Um, I will say, I do know he has a tendency to just say odd things in his lyrics, and I didn't (laughs) delve too closely into this. Uh, So if he says something really weird and unsettling, my bad, missed it. Uh, But it sounds cool. (laughs) So sorry if that happens, but I hope you enjoy the music that that accompanies a potentially weird statement. I'm not saying he does. I didn't catch anything. I just know he has in the past, and that's my disclaimer. Vote Michael oh, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> this
2: week I was I was trying to think of what Michael Pena's name is, and I just kept thinking of Michael Sarah, like you know the guy from Ant Man that like keeps telling like the stories. Oh, he's, like, I he's didn't so know that funny. was his name, but cool. yeah. I was like, what's his name? Uh Michael Michael Sarah. It's it's Michael Sarah. And I was like, no, that's not Michael Sarah.
0: I would love to see Michael Sarah have to deliver all of Michael Pena's scenes though. It'd be weird, right? Uh could be good. It
2: would. Yeah, it would yeah. He doesn't Michael Sarah wait, no, I don't want to talk negatively about him because He better not. Yeah, he's a king.
1: And I love Arrested Development. And he will okay. be our next Prime Minister. Trophyist husband.
2: Oh, shoot. Yes. Uh, Trophyist husband. The last person to have played music with their partner. It is not me.
0: I have (laughs) zero musical (laughs) (laughs) talent. I have zero (laughs) musical talent.
2: (laughs) Despite the guitar
1: that the two of you see (laughs) in my room. Um. let's see we haven't as often actually recently it's, just been, it's been harder to come by but definitely within the last month I'm trying to think of the exact occasion but I know of at least one
0: mine is uh, my best guess is exactly a month actually March 12th I think I would have played at mass with her and she would have sang I think so if you've done it within the month then you win
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, last Tuesday, we played a song together.
0: Oh, well, wow. That's so much more recently just, than a month. You just <laughs> wanted to rope him along, didn't you? You just wanted to get him hope and then tear it out from under him.
2: All right. Congratulations, James. Thank you very much. On being the trophy's husband this week. Um, yeah, that's about it from us. That's
0: about it. Uh, I would like to give a special shout-out to Giovanni, I hear he listens oh. to the podcast. I hope you've what? listened this far. Otherwise, you won't have heard your special shout out. But I promised I Becca a, a shout out for Giovanni, and here it is. So thanks there for listening. Go. I hope you are actually hearing this. <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> I shouted you out for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
2: All right. Well, hopefully by this time, we will have the two episodes out, this one included. Uh, Sorry about that little gap, but uh, that's
0: it from us. That's life, you know. Amen. So long from the trophy case. Gabadigoo. What what was that thing of Baba Ganoush? (laughs) 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 Gabadigoo.